Hello, folks. This is Rico, and you're about to listen to another episode of Treks in Sci-Fi. Yes, the weekly dose of geeky goodness, episode 577 for February 28th, 2016. I'm actually recording this a little earlier than I normally do. It's Saturday night. Uh, actually, I'll be releasing it on the 28th, but it's uh, Saturday night, the 27th, because I have to uh, take a little business trip out of the country tomorrow, uh, fly to China. Yeah. Haven't been there in a couple of years, so that should be fun. But today we're going to look at an episode uh, from Deep Space Nine. It's going to be main topic and probably most of the show because I'm going to try to kind of zip through this. I'll play the episode and comment, but uh, talk a little bit for the first few minutes about the couple of announcements about geeky things uh, going on with the Trek series and that. But we're going to look at Deep Space Nine episode from season three called Meridian. It's kind of a love story thing. We just had Valentine's Day not that long ago, so this is about uh, Dax uh, falling in love on this planet that appears once every, is it 60 years, something like that, I think it was. Uh, so that's going to be the main topic uh, for today's episode, and, uh, well, let's do this. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the man in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. of war. Resistance is futile. Yes, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. It's, it's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is uh, Reach Cold, and you're listening to Tracks and Sci-Fi. Again, welcome to the show, everyone. This is Rico, your host. Uh, thanks so much for uh, tuning in and listening. Uh, for longtime members and new members and whatever, uh, a few announcements, a few things, uh, bits of business for the show. You can always uh, follow the show uh, over at treksandsci-fi.com. That's the main website. Uh, you can email me, treksf at gmail.com. There's a Facebook group. Just search for Treks in Sci-Fi in the Facebook group area. You'll find it. Uh, we also have a Patreon uh, support page, patreon.com forward slash treksandsci-fi. And last but not least, I have a, an account over on Vimeo for all the video stuff and music videos and con things. Con uh, over at uh, Vimeo, V I M E O dot com forward slash Trekkie. So hopefully you got all that. Uh, I, I try to run through that every now and then, not not always everything, but uh, so how is everyone? Hope everyone's good. My uh, the last uh, weeks or today even was kind of chaotic. Uh, I tried to do my laundry. I, I, like I said earlier, I'm going to take this trip uh, tomorrow. Fly to China uh, to Shanghai. It's a direct flight, which is which is good. It's a long flight, 14, 15 hours, something like that. I got fly out tomorrow afternoon. But anyway, I was trying to get laundry done today, and the laundry or the uh, the laundry broke. The the washer kind of broke. Uh, it's just headed uh, ended up with water on the floor and had to call a repair guy. I probably could fix it, but I just don't have time right now. So it still needs a part uh, and. Uh, I don't want to go into a lot of that junk, but it just kind of messed up my day. So I'm probably going to be zipping through this podcast pretty quick because of it. But I will still try to do my very best to give you a, a nice little show to listen to this week while I'm gone. The um, What I wanted to talk about just briefly before we get into the Deep Space Nine episode is uh, start the Star Trek series. It's going to be uh, on CBS's all-access thing uh, starting, uh, you know, it's still targeting January of 2016 20 sorry 2017 of starting you know a little more than a year from now a little less uh, or 
year, a little less than a year from now. Gosh, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> long day, long, long week or two I've had. Very busy at work. So there's two big things that really got announced in the last couple of weeks. Brian Fuller, who, who worked on previous Trek series, uh, mostly uh, DS9 and... What do you do, Voyager 2, I think, right? Both of those? Anyway, uh, and, and as a writer, and and, uh, and I guess, he, I think he was involved with TNG 2, I think. I don't know. I, he, you know, I, I I follow some of these behind-the-scenes people, but he, you know, he was kind of there. He, it was just when he was starting out his career. But he definitely has some good writing credits for Trek and a lot of good experience, and I think he's a big fan, so that's great news. I was actually a little more excited even that in the last couple of days when they announced Nicholas Meyer uh, joining uh, the show as a writer and producer. So, uh, yeah, that is cool. Uh, of course, Nicholas Meyer, probably best known for really uh, bringing Trek, uh, you know, full fully forward or... Uh, sort of reinvigorating it with uh, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, and of course he also directed uh, The Undiscovered Country. You know, two two of really the very best of the Star Trek movies, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of a lot of fans' opinions. So he is coming on board to work on this show, and uh, you know they're going to join uh, Kurtzman, who's already on there, and the you know there's some rumors floating around about casting. Uh, you know there there's Tony Todd, who who was on that great episode of DS9, who played Cisco's, uh, you know, brother, and it's just you know fantastic uh, stuff going on that's coming out and being announced about the show. So I'm very excited by what we're hearing. I, I think it's looking good. Uh, thank goodness we're finally past just all talking about the oh, it's going to cost me five six dollars a month or whatever, you know, to watch it. Uh, you know, I you know. It's like probably like, you know, a little more than a dollar an episode. It, it really, uh, I'm not even going to talk about it anymore, but I, I don't, if it's a great show, I don't think there'll be people really will be fighting that too much. You know, there's a lot of uh, a la carte kind of viewing these days for TV. You know, people will subscribe to HBO Go or what is it? I think it's HBO Go or the, yeah, or just HBO for a few uh, months when Game of Thrones comes on because they love it. Uh, same thing, Netflix has got some great series. Season 2 of Daredevil's coming in March, which it looks amazing. We're going to have Elektra and The Punisher. Just uh, really cool things and, uh, you know, very different than just the standard network TV, although uh, I still enjoy my uh, weekly shows on, on television as well, especially the superhero stuff. Legends of Tomorrow is really getting great. Uh, they just had a recent episode of that involving uh, a sort of a flash forward of 30 years in the future. Uh, you know, we saw an old Oliver Queen as the Green Arrow, old Oliver uh, playing the Green Arrow, and that's great. Green Arrow is great, or or just Arrow, I should say, the TV show. And The Flash, Supergirl, and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is due back soon. Agent Carter has been fun this season, so... Again, as I've said many weeks, uh, the golden age of TV. So, uh, But, uh, yeah, Star Trek's looking great, the TV show. Oh, one other thing related to Star Trek to announce, and then I'm going to swing right over into the DS9 episode, Meridian. Uh, there is a new fan film uh, that is out. Just go over to, uh, I guess, YouTube and search for Star Trek Horizon, and you will find it. It's a feature-length, full fully you know long movie like an hour and 42 or three minutes i watched it last night i actually got youtube up on my big screen tv and watched it it was pretty cool it is set in the era of the enterprise uh tv show a little after that uh kind of during the initial stages of the romulan war and romulan conflict and there's references to things that happened in enterprise so and enterprise even or the enterprise shows up in it as well so uh, very well done, I thought. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit, so check that out when you can. All right, I'm going to get right into this uh, Season 3 DS9 episode. Uh, kind of a kind of a one-shot episode, not a lot of uh, heavy things in this one, but, but it'll be kind of fun. It is called Meridian, and it was, uh, let's see, Episode 8 of Season 3, first airing way back on November 14th, 1994 like 21 or so, 21 plus years ago. So uh, without any further ado, let's get into this episode of DS9, Meridian. 
Okay, we have Kira here getting some coffee with Odo. A little. Huh. Why don't you specify a lower temperature? No, 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 no. Coffee should be a little too hot to drink right away. Why? It uh, slows down the experience. Gives you time to savor the taste. Ah, yes. Taste. Odo, I know you don't need to eat. But did you ever try it anyway? Once. Not long after I was first able to assume the humanoid form. And? And since I don't have taste buds, it was very unsatisfying. Not to mention messy. Messy? I'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> Major Kira. It's like, uh, what did nice the food again. fall through him? <laughs> you left Quark's last night just when I was about to buy everyone another round. I was devastated that you didn't say goodbye. Oh, this is a. Uh, we were having such a pleasant conversation. Actor As Jeffrey Combs in a different alien makeup. Well, in that case, you have me at a disadvantage. You know all about me, and I know next to nothing about you. Uh, perhaps I should be going. Oh, no, stay. Uh, this is Tehran, a business associate of Quark's. This is Odo, my lover. <laughs> That should shut him down a little bit, huh? I'm a lucky woman. Odo looks yes. he's so looks so shocked in this We're scene. It's pretty lucky. funny. And you make a most interesting couple. So, Mr. Odo, what is it that you do? I'm chief of security on this station. Oh. Station this size it must be a very challenging job. I hope you're well compensated. Oh, money doesn't matter. All we need is each other. Isn't that right, sweetheart? Yes, <laughs> sweetheart. You oh, see, that's funny. Money isn't everything. Oh, no. But it can buy everything. Well, I'm afraid I must be going. Goodbye. I like this alien makeup on uh, Jeffrey Combs here. It's very a different, unusual. Uh... Oh, good riddance. Thank you, Odo. Wish you'd been around last night. I better get back to Ops. See you later, sweetheart. <laughs> Odo is like, uh... And Kira was sort of like holding his hand too. 4842.3.2. Despite the continuing threat posed by the Dominion, I've convinced Starfleet that we must continue our exploration of the Gamma Quadrant. So they're aboard the Defiant I've here, of course, in, in the Gamma Quadrant, as you just and heard. the second planet in the Kylata system is definitely M-Class. I wish we'd had time to beam down to the surface and take a closer look. Yeah, but I'd hate to run into a Jemadar patrol while we were down there picking flowers. Fortunately, there's no sign of any Dominion activity in this sector. Now let's hope it stays that way. I'm picking up very unusual gravimetric distortions in the triolus system. Any idea what's causing them? It's hard to tell at this range. Let's take a closer look. I always think it's interesting when they're in an unexplored area, like they're saying they're exploring the Gamma Quadrant, but then they say... The system's coming into visual oh, range. Oh, but it's the triolus system. It's like, uh, where, how the do you find those things out? Do you buy a map somewhere? They don't seem to be coming from the star itself. But where else could they be coming from? There aren't any planets in this system. Well, kind of there are now, because one's appearing right in front of you. There are now. Oh, yeah, I just said that. I just said that, Dax. All right, let's dial this uh, opening credits down like I typically do. Okay, this episode, Meridian... Uh, I'm not exactly sure why I picked this. I think, uh, well, I, I haven't covered it before. That's one good reason. But uh, again, I think it's because it was recently Valentine's Day, and this is kind of a love story type of episode with Dax falling in love uh, with this guy in this planet that they're going to go down to here shortly. Um, again, that that was Jeffrey Combs earlier that you hear playing the character of Tehran. 
so this episode is uh, Meridian. It's in season three, and it is uh, it's a pretty fun little story. I don't know. It's not the, one of the you know most amazing, greatest DS9 episodes, but sometimes I enjoy these ones that are a little less intense because DS9 is. You know, one of the uh, one of the series of track, probably the the most kind of serious and intense series of all of them, really, when you think about it. Um, the teleplay is by a guy named Mark Gerhard O'Connell. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, and a story by Hilary Botter Bader and Evan Carlos Summers, directed by dun -da -da -da, Jonathan Frakes. So uh, Jonathan Frakes directed, you know, a bunch of track in, in this era. He's uh, also just recently been announced to be uh, having a role, an actor-type role, not a behind-the-scenes role, but an acting job. He's going to be appearing in the next Guardians of the Galaxy Marvel movie, which will be due out uh, in 2017. You know, not this coming summer, but the year from this summer. So that's cool. Uh, it'd be great to see him uh, as an, you know, in an acting yeah, in a Marvel movie. Where did it come from? Could the entire planet have been cloaked? If it was, okay, so we're back into the episode now, of course. Choices, but I'm not reading any. Commander, we're being scanned. The beam is coming from a settlement on the southern hemisphere. I'm so this planet, this planet, uh, this <laughs> they seem to be the only humanoids on the planet. This planet the just Halos. popped out of nowhere Open here. I'm Commander Benjamin Sisko of the Federation Starbase Deep Space Nine. I am Selton Rakal of Meridian. We were studying the star system when your planet appeared. I expect it must have come as something of a surprise. Oh, you could say that. It seemed to come out of nowhere. Not nowhere, Commander, but from a dimension that intersects with this one. I could explain more in detail if you're interested. We were just about to sit down for first meal. Why don't you join us? First meal? Like Are they that. hobbits? Yeah. What I about second breakfast? Your planet is not going to disappear in the middle of dessert. Don't worry. We'll be here for a while. Oh, sure. I trust you. I believe that. That's fine. Okay, we're coming right down. Yeah. So it's a very lush-looking planet. Very, uh, you know, both... It's one of those kind of planets they visit where it's sort of like there's tech, it's good but it's also sort of like a... Low rent too. They're all sitting down. To have visitors to share first meal with us. You know, in a very like agricultural kind of a community, a lot of fruits and vegetables. Your markings. Are they decorative? No. Are yours? No. If you don't mind my asking, how far down do they go? All the way. So there's this guy You're sitting eating, next man. to uh I guess my curiosity Dax. is bigger than my appetite. I hope we can satisfy both. Well, you were saying Meridian emerged from a dimension that intersects with this one. Yes. Doral is his name. Has a dual existence. It shifts between this dimension and another. What causes these shifts? Well, we're not entirely sure. Dural has been studying the phenomenon. With only limited success, I'm afraid. My theory is that the dimensional shifts are caused by fluctuations in Meridian's quantum matrix, fluctuations that are somehow triggered by our own sun. What's it like, this dimension of yours? It's hard to explain. It's without form. We exist as pure consciousness. And Meridian? It becomes non-corporeal as well. But when we return to this dimension, everything is just as we left it. The buildings, the trees, even our bodies. Are you saying that when you return here, it's as if no time has passed? We only age when we're in corporeal form. Sounds like this other dimension has its advantages. Yes, but we always look forward to this existence and its many pleasures. Here, let me help you with that. These guys the sound is to scoop out the pulp and eat the thin layer inside the rind. Here, try some. These guys always reminded me kind of of the Organians a little bit with their sort of 
energy being kind of things, but they could become human looking to too. 60 years. 60 years? Hmm. It's a long time between meals. So as most of these types of uh, shows are sort of this A story, the planet Meridian and all that, planet appearing every 60 years, and then the B story here. A glass of Andorian ale. Now we're down at Quarks with that Tyrone guy again. There was no reason for me to stay the full hour. I understand. It's a very effective program. On the contrary, I found it to be quite dull, boring. 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 I'm sorry to hear you say that, but if you're asking for a refund, forget it. The contract specifically says that satisfaction is not guaranteed. But for a valued customer, such as yourself, I'll make an exception and allow you to try a different program. No extra charge. Let's see. Something a little bit more... Unique? Oh, I have just the thing. A picnic with the pleasure goddess of Rick's. I can even provide real food for a small fee, of course. I don't like picnics, Quark. And the food here is abominable. Forget the food. Believe me, you've never had a picnic like this one. What I want is not in your catalog. Well, Tell me what it is, and I'll order it for you. It may take some time, but if it exists, I'll get it. That's just the point, Quark. The program I want doesn't exist. Not yet, anyway. A custom program. It'll be expensive. So he, the guy's pulling out a lot of like, uh, let's see, money, you can move into jewelry and gold press latinum. What is it you want? I want Major Kira. Kira. What are you gonna do with Kira in a hollow suite? <laughs> no. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. Can you do it? isn't going to be easy. I'll have to get her into the hollow suite and record her image, and she hates hollow suites. Spare me the details. Do we have a deal, or do I take my business elsewhere? Consider it done. Now, I'll just keep payment the on delivery, and not a moment sooner. Don't disappoint me, Quark. When I walk into that hollow suite and I see Kira standing there, I better believe it's really her. Leave it to me. Yeah, that's probably not going to go over so well with uh, Kira or Odo or others. Just beyond that forest. So now we're back down to the planet with Dax. It sounds lovely. <laughs> it is. You know, of course, Dax, you know, with the symbiote and all that, has had, she's had a lot of lives and a lot of uh, loves throughout all of our lives, but this is the first time we ever see Jedzia kind of falling in love. It did for a time. But over the last few centuries, our numbers have dwindled. You see... We only reproduce when we're in humanoid form. And our time here keeps growing shorter. In 12 days, Meridian will shift back to its non-corporeal state. And remain there for the next 60 years. Eventually, we will only be here for a matter of minutes. When that happens, Meridian will be too unstable to successfully shift back to the other dimension. And then what happens? The planet and all its inhabitants will cease to exist in either dimension. This is a pretty regular character actor for TV in this era. Uh, a guy's name is, I think it's Brett Cullen. Is that his name? Let me see here. I'm looking at a Brett Cullen. Yeah, it's Dural. Christine Healy is the Sultan Rockwell. And of course, Jeffrey Combs is Tehran. Uh huh. 
Here you go. Do you want to play Vajik with us? Maybe later. Dural and I are beaming up to the Defiant. We're going to run a series of helioseismic scans of the Meridian Sun. I'll join you. Good luck. Now, I'd forgotten about that part, you know, that he, he could leave the planet, you know, beam away from the planet. So what happens if he leaves and stays off the planet? Would he still fade away when it shifts back? that Morn wanted to see me. I'm afraid you just missed him. Really? So soon. Would you come with me, please? Listen up, everyone. I have wonderful news. It's my pleasure to announce that my one millionth customer just walked through the door, and here she is, ladies and gentlemen, Major Kira Nerese. Quark, I don't have time for this. Why don't you make him your one millionth customer? Major, that would be dishonest. Well, that never stopped you before. This is a special occasion. An event like this only happens once in a bar owner's lifetime. Let me tell you about your prizes. You mean I won something? Of course you won something. It's part of the celebration. I never won anything before. Well, now you have. Congratulations. Are you really serious about this? My customers are my livelihood, Major. This is a chance for me to give something back to them. Now, let's see what we have for you. A bottle of Candora Champagne, vintage 2368. That's a very good year. These are good for five free spins at the Dabo Wheel. And last but not least, one free hour in a hollow suite with the program of your choice. What? A visit to a hollow suite. Offer good today only. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> right this way. It's Ensign Quintana's birthday. He'd love a free visit to the hollow suite. <laughs> Major, what about you? Oh, you know how I feel about the hollow sweets, Quark, but thanks uh, for the champagne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't work too good to, to get her up to the hollow sweets to scan her like you're talking about, so. These are the Defiant sensor readings when we first entered the system. Take a look at the spectral scan. It indicates that your son was giving off modulated gamma bursts right before Meridian appeared. My people have no record of that phenomenon. That's not surprising, since Meridian was in a non-corporeal state when it occurred. Gamma activity would seem to indicate an anomaly in your son's fusion cycle. Let's find out for sure. Chief, I want you to send a probe into the sun's corona to scan the core. It'll take a minute to modify its shield configuration. How do modulated gamma bursts cause a dimensional shift? Do you always do that when you're concentrating? Do what? Bite your lower lip. <laughs> I guess I do. Probe's ready, Commander. Oh, that's so cute. These coordinates she bites her lower lip when she's concentrating. I don't think I've ever noticed that before, but maybe she does. Shields are holding. So they uh, launched this probe, obviously, to check out the sun and try to determine, you know, what kind of influence well, it has sure on meridians appearing and disappearing. Not really. What a coincidence. Neither do I. This isn't turning out exactly the way I planned. What do you mean? You've barely spoken a word since we left the settlement. I don't know if you noticed or not, but Sultan didn't seem too happy to see us leave together. Well, she'd probably prefer that I was walking with Kishara or Renor. You see, ever since my wife died, everyone's been wondering when I was going to find myself another companion. Why haven't you? I guess I was waiting for the right woman to fall out of the sky. <laughs> that doesn't happen too often. It only had to happen once. Don't worry about Selton. After all, we both know this is just a harmless little walk. Absolutely. With a brief stop to climb a tree. Come on. 
So this is kind of a, this episode always sort of seemed to me like kind of a, a TOS type episode because it's pretty, it's an individual show, you know, you have this quick love story kind of a thing. It's pretty light, uh, you know, and, and there was a few of those in TOS and they didn't really do those much in Don't tell me DS9 or even TNG, a, a little bit in, in, That's in how I know I'm each, but not a lot. But. Well, don't worry, I won't let you fall. Trying to look up here while we're while I'm watching this and you're listening to it, uh, where they filmed some of this. I think it's mostly on sets, but I think they went to some place for part of it. Some interesting camera angle work here too, going on with, uh, you know, probably some direction in that by uh, Jonathan Frakes. This is one of my favorite views. It's hard to believe that it all might be gone in two weeks. Oh, they used the a Huntington Library Botanical Gardens at Pasadena. So That's where they filmed some of this. Okay. Oh, oh. We better climb down. I don't remember any other episodes that talking about Dax not really liking heights. I don't remember that coming up very much. It doesn't seem like it fits her character that much. It's kind of like a, you know, I think just a, frankly a reason for them to him to help her down and kind of hug her at the same time. But no kissing yet here. So, uh, but yeah, this is at a. Uh, this definitely is a, not a set here. They use some outdoor locations here at this oh, library garden. I knew you'd like it. I swear they use this same garden in a TNG episode at some point too. It looks so so familiar, kind of like even the first episode with Wesley falling in the water and all. Try one. Mmm, that's wonderful. I knew you'd like that too. You know it pretty well for someone who just met me. I'm glad you noticed. So he found some like grape type looking things that uh, she liked. Although they were kind of growing down by the water, which seemed a little weird to me, but uh... I can't remember the last time I did this. Stroll through a garden, climb a tree, <laughs> eat fresh berries by a pond. What comes next? Oh, I think we know what comes next. I think I'm starting to remember. Yeah, this is an episode I know that there's some comments here on Memory Alpha about Terry Farrell liking this a lot. This one, although I think on overall some others didn't care for it as much, didn't think it really worked as well, but... They're the same as before. There's nothing to indicate the gamma bursts are causing the quantum fluctuations. Then something else must be triggering the dimensional shifts. Whatever it is, we'll find it. Cisco to Dax. Go ahead, Commander. Good news. We've been able to get the probe down another thousand kilometers into the sun's corona. We've picked up some additional telemetry. I'll download it to you. Thank you, Chief. If all that fresh air and sunshine start getting to you, you're welcome to come back up here to the Defiant. We're managing just fine. I'm sure you are. Cisco out. Don't you want to take a look at the new telemetry? I'd rather sit here and look at you. How about this? We work for a few more hours, and then we go back to your room and count each other's spots. Uh, can I go first? We'll see. Take a look at the fusion reactants in the core. They're out of balance. That's right. And the imbalance is building toward a cascade reaction on the quantum level. That's what's triggering the dimensional shifts. And if we can stabilize that reaction... We can keep Meridian here longer. I'll just see you. <laughs> I've got to get this to Commander Sisko and Chief O'Brien. And then we can count each other's spots. Yeah, so 
is probably like one of the first times a ship has come over when uh, when they uh, came out of phase like that. Oh, uh, Major. Oh, now uh, <laughs> Quark is like filming. Quark trying to take a hollow picture of you. Pointing at both of us. True. And every time I stand in front of you, he seems to get very upset. Where are you going? Uh-uh. What do you think you're doing, Quark? Nothing. Huh. Then what's this? Oh, you mean this hollow imager? I was just recording an image of the promenade to send home to my mother. Huh. You're trying to take a holo scan of me, and I want to know why. Of you? Not at all. You just happen to get in the fray. Uh, Will you stop doing that? Not until you start telling the truth. You want the truth? I'll tell you the truth. I was trying to get an image of you for a special holo suite program I'm designing. Oh, I can just imagine what kind of program that would be. I'm sure you can, but you'd be mistaken. The fact is, I'm working on a simulation of the station's operations center. People want to know what goes on up there, and they want to imagine themselves fending off a Cardassian attack or facing a fleet of Jem'Hadar ships. Naked, I assume. <laughs> Isn't there some petty thief you can harass? Just you. Yeah, so, yeah. What do you say, Major? Give the public what they want. They're not asking for much, just a chance to work side by side with you. Well, they want to work with me. Well, then let them apply to the Bajoran Military Academy. That way, I can be sure everyone in ops is wearing their uniform. Is that a no? Well, let me put it another way. If I ever catch you pointing a hollow imager at me again, you will end up eating it. <laughs> so he just tossed it down Definitely on the ground. No. Yeah, it's not going so well for Quark here. Uh, I'm not going to make that gold press latinum for this week. So now we're back on the planet in the garden area. Jatsia. I've been looking for you. And again, filmed kind of interesting. He f filmed in the reflection of you the pond. Found me. I have good news. It's going to work. We'll be able to equalize the time between dimensional shifts. Ah, Jatsia, that's wonderful. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to build a house. Right here. Nothing extravagant. Right in the park? Really? Just big enough for two. Dural, I... I know what you're thinking. Thinking this man that just met me is talking about building a home for us. I realize you have a life on Deep Space Nine. But now you'll have a place here as well. For when you visit. I won't be able to visit for a while. It's going to take a long time to stabilize the sun's cascade reaction. How long? Meridian is going to shift in five days. Jatsia. We'll see each other again. In 60 years. I want you with me now. <sighs> That's what I want too. But there's nothing we can do. Yes, there is. I can leave Meridian and go back to the Alpha Quadrant with you. If you'll have me. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> oh, so I guess that's the answer. I hadn't remembered that, that if you leave, the, if they leave the planet, it, it, they, you know, it basically, they become fixed. Commander well, why don't they the just news. all leave the planet then? I can't thank you enough for You know, wouldn't that done. make the most sense? Just, we they could all leave, you. bang, the done, fixed. The next time Meridian returns here, we'll have 30 years for our people to get to know each other better. I need to discuss something with you. Of course. I've called a meeting. And now that we have a future again, we need to start planning for it. And you need to make some decisions as well. That's what I want to talk to you about. The person you need to talk to is Kishara. She's not going to wait for you forever, you know. I was going to speak to her as well. I'm glad. Think of it, Dural. People can start having families again. Eventually, we may have to expand the settlement. As you can see, Jadzia, we have a great deal of planning to do. Well, I think I've kept the others waiting long enough. Yeah, they do. You'd better uh, go inside. I'll meet you back at the ship.
some nice, of course, opticals here you know, the with the Defiant and, and the planet. Quark. Very, very well done for the time. He always thought that you and he were made for each other. I don't suppose he'll be letting you win at Tongo anymore. What are you talking about? He doesn't let me win. Come in. Dural. Well, it's done. I told Sultan and the others that I'm leaving Meridian. Oh, what did they say? They asked me not to go. Sultan feels the settlement can't afford to lose anyone. What did you tell her? I told her I understood her concern, but that I've made up my mind. <laughs> so what were you two talking about before I interrupted? Not me, I hope. Well, actually, I was just telling Jadzia that uh, she's not as good a Tongo player as she thinks she is. Tongo? It's a game, and I'm very good at it. Well, we'll find out on Tuesday night. And I want you there to see for yourself. I'm going to clean you and Quark out. Jatsia, I have to go. But you just got here. There are some things I need to take care of before we leave Meridian. Do you need any help? No. I... I just have to say goodbye to some people. I'll see you later tonight. I just have to say goodbye and maybe not go and all that, you know, because... Yeah, that's... Seems a little weird, but you just got here, but you're going back. Jerome, I was just thinking about you, and I was thinking about you, and your reputation as a man who can get anything for a price. Stop. You're embarrassing me. I'll embarrass you even more if you don't get me my program. Not to worry. Is that it? No. <laughs> it's a high-level decryption protocol, and I'm using it to get the final information I need for your program. It costs me dearly. If it works, it's worth whatever price you paid for it. I was hoping you'd say that. I'll put it on your bill. Fine. Just get me my program. I'm leaving in two days. You'll have it, and I assure you it'll be well worth the wait. I'll stake my reputation on it. You already have. Yeah, there's some comments here about uh, Jeffrey Combs saying they kept changing his makeup for this alien that he now, was uh, playing here. And they kept adding, like, more hair or less hair to the makeup and, and changing the face. And He said that's his biggest memory of his first appearance on, on a Star Trek episode was just all the makeup and the hair, which he has quite a bit of in this one. You wanted to see me? Yes, Someone has been illegally accessing the station's personnel files. Your file, to be exact. Mine. They've downloaded your voice print, your retinal scan, even your psychiatric profile. Uh-oh. I've managed guess who that to could trace be. the data path back to its source. Well, let me guess. Quark. Was there any doubt? Oh. With all this information, he'd have no problem generating a hollow image of me. So... Shall I arrest him, or would you prefer to do it yourself? No. I have a better idea. Can you spare a few hours? I'd like to prepare a little surprise for Quark. You see, the key to Tonko is to confront when you're sure you're in a better position than the other players. And if your cards match the roll of the dice, then you win. Dural. Go on, I'm listening. You haven't heard a word I've been saying. Oh, I've heard it all. You're just boring I'm me. Sorry. Tongo. I just have so much all this Tongo talk. You don't want to leave Meridian, do you? I said I would and I will. I know what you said, but what do you want? I don't want to go. It's my home. To be with you. But you're worried about your people. There are so few of us, Jatsia. And now that Meridian has a future again, they need me. Then you have to stay. And lose you? No. What if you didn't have to lose me? What if I stayed here with you? I wish you could, but that's not possible. Your molecular structure wouldn't survive the dimensional shift. We could use a transporter buffer to match my quantum matrix to yours. But how do you know that's possible? Because I discussed it with Julian after you left my quarters. 
Jatsia. Are you sure you're willing to do that? It's the only way we can be together, and I don't want to lose you either. Really, people? Really? This quick? Really? Oh, I love you. I don't know. It's, you know, there's stuff about it I like this episode, and there's stuff it's like, really? That quick? Uh, you know, especially for somebody like Dax, who's lived for so long, you'd think she'd actually take Benjamin. longer to form attachments, you know, than, than other people, I bet in a way. The first time anyone has Although this is a different host, too, so. You'll be sure that it gets to them? If you're sure that this is what you really want. What I really want is for you to say that you're happy for me. I guess I just need to know that you have thought this thing through. If Curzon had told me he wanted to go off with some woman he just met, I would have tried to talk him out of it, too. And you would have been right. He fell in love with someone new every other week. But I'm not Curzon. No. And I've never seen Jadzia do anything without thinking it through. Don't go, Jedzia. Happy for you. It's just I'm going to miss you, old man. You've been my friend for two lifetimes. I can't imagine what it's going to be like not having you around. <laughs> and leaving Deep Space Nine is the hardest thing I have ever done. But I know it's right. Besides, after eight lifetimes as a humanoid, existing as pure consciousness might be interesting. <laughs> Next time we see each other, I'll probably be a great grandfather. <laughs> Good, then I can call you old man. <laughs> I'll look forward to it. That's a good scene. You know, there's, there's again, this episode's got some nice now, moments, nice scenes like that. You know, they've been such the good friends for so yet. long. You know, Quark. If this program is as good as you claim, I might just purchase it from you to use at home. You have your own suite? Just a little present I bought myself. His very own suite. <laughs> it's good to have money. So now the, uh, the this creepy alien guy, um, Tehran, is into the hollow suite here, which you don't see a lot. You know, they never show these hollow suites. They always go in or come out of them, but they never really go in. So there's all these sort of like drapes of the, in this particular program. They obviously show the holodecks a lot on, on TNG. So he's going over through all the little curtains, and then he comes up to this sort of. Uh, bed area <laughs> and it's waiting for you and it turns out it's it's like Kira's body but Quark's head <laughs> it, it's pretty funny looking I will ruin you for this Quark you mean you didn't like the program I don't know how I don't know when but I will ruin you. Wait, what about my money? Another satisfied customer, Quark? Uh, 
you feel? Pretty good, considering I spent six hours having my molecules scrambled in the transporter. I, um... I don't know what to say. That's a first. According to Doral's calculations, the dimensional shift should occur within the next 47 minutes. Do you think you'll be done overhauling the station by the next time I see you? I doubt it. Tell Cork I'll be back to collect the three strips of gold latinum he owes me with 60 years interest. So this is, uh, I think this is the first time we see the Defiance transporter room. It's a little different, uh, a little smaller than a, a usual transporter room. I was beginning to think you were having second thoughts. No, I'm just saying goodbye. You missed last meal. He saved you some of these. Thank you. Jetsia, I just wanted you to know how happy we are you've decided to join us. Thank you. Everyone's beginning to gather. It's almost time. Again, I think the easy answer would be, let's Is just Is there get... anything I need to do to prepare? Not that I can think of. Just take everyone off the planet, you know? What if I just hold on to you? After all, we're not going to be together again like this for a long time, and I was just getting used to this. We'll still be together, Chatsia. Oh, in a way you can't even imagine. Yeah, in a way that's not very much fun. Come on. So the planet's starting to fizzle now and fade. There she goes. Goodbye, Jensia. And something's not right. Something's wrong. Commander, I'm reading intense seismic activity throughout the planet's crust. It better shift soon or it's going to tear itself apart. Most of the rest of them are sort of fading, but Jadzia isn't. So it's obviously whatever they tried to do with the transporter didn't, didn't work right. Picking up some kind of singularity in the planet's quantum matrix. It's interfering with the dimensional shift. It's functioning almost like an anchor. Commander, it's Dax. Her presence there is destabilizing the matrix. Cisco to Dax. Get her out of there, Chief. Yeah, so she's kind of like choking here on the planet, and it's not obviously working. They'll beam her out at the last second. So now we're back in the Defiant and uh, in, in Dax's quarters. I thought we'd like to know that Meridian shifted normally once we beamed you away. Good. Jadzia, I'm sorry. Benjamin, don't. There's nothing you can do. Uh, I just need some time. Yeah, so she. 60 years or so. Yeah, just sits down kind of on her on the quarters floor. And that's it. Pretty, really straightforward episode, really. Without the cork and that uh, other alien who was in love with or tried to, you know, hook up with Kira, it would have been really simple. So I'm going to dial down the music here. So anyway, that's from Season 3 Meridian, this Deep, Deep Space Nine episode. Uh, you know, just, again, a clean little story. I thought it was kind of a fun one. 
nothing too heavy, not something that has a lot of, you know, long-lasting stuff. Although to me it seems like this one would be ripe for like a novel sometime, like somehow the planet comes back ahead of time or maybe even, you know, somehow there's a time travel thing where they end up in the future and it's 60 years goes by already and then they can meet up with, uh, you know, the people of Meridian again and stabilize the, the, the planet and the or the sun, I should say. The idea with this one, reading some of this Memory Alpha stuff, it's it's based on that musical, if if you're familiar with it, um, called Brigadoon, which is a uh, it's a musical about a magical Scottish village that appears only once every 100 years. And uh, Iris Stephen Bear was a uh, who worked on uh, was co-executive producer on DS9. He was a big fan of that uh, musical. And so he had this idea of, of, of a planet or, or some, you know, race of people that would, would just appear periodically like this. It's a, it's a real cool and interesting idea, although I, I, because I haven't seen it in a while, I couldn't remember that little hitch about the uh, leaving the planet. You know, when, uh, when they go up to uh, the Defiant the first time, Jedzia and uh, the guy, uh, Durrell, he, you know, he has no problem leaving the planet. So it's it seems to me... The simple answer would have just been, well, let's just take everybody off. Of course, they wouldn't have been able to get everyone probably off the planet on the Defiant in that, you know, 12, you know, 12 days or whatever it was when they appeared this time. So so that's it. I'm going to take a very, very short break. I'll come back and we'll wrap up uh, the podcast. I'm a television junkie and the real world stumps me. I got a lot of problems. Why don't somebody solve them? Hello, I am not Jen. And I am most certainly not Angela. And you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. But you are listening to Treks and Sci-Fi with our good friend Rico Dosti. And when you're finished with... When you're finished... When you are done listening to Rico, you can head on over to the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Fangirls with the mostest. The socially functional fangirls who walk on the wild side. <laughs> okay, as I said a little earlier, I'm uh, heading to China for a week for work. Uh, going to be around Shanghai and got some meetings and visit some customers, eat some good Chinese food, some real Chinese food, and have some Chinese beer and, and whatever else goes on over there. Uh, I was there about two years ago, uh, and it's been longer than I thought it was going to be. I figured I would have gone over for a trip last year, but never really worked out. We got a lot of things going on for work. So because of all that, uh, there won't be, uh, I'm, I fly out tomorrow and I get back next Saturday. So I'm going to skip uh, doing a show next weekend completely. I don't think I'm going to put out a show for March 6th. I haven't done that very often, but I, I think it'll be pretty hard to do a show right after I get back. I'll, I'll be so tired. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I, you know, I, I usually it isn't too bad traveling for me, even those kinds of distances. I adjust usually within a day or two. But uh, so no uh, podcast next weekend. But in two weeks, on the 13th, it'll be of uh, March. I'm going to do a kind of a casual kind of a show where I'm just going to talk about some of my favorite TV going on these days. Play some clips from some of the shows that I enjoy. Try to get people interested in some of these shows if you're not watching them because there's just so much great stuff on television. Uh, I think some people some people are missing out. Although recently I've kind of you know I've tried a few new shows that started after the beginning of the year and I've I've dropped a couple of them too. They just didn't do a lot for me. They're all so many of them are just centered around police type dramas, you know. Uh, but I'll talk more about that in a couple of weeks on the 13th. Uh, the week after that, on the 20th, uh, it'll be uh, the music of Harry Gregson Williams with Vartok. So if you're not familiar with that composer, I'm sure Vartok will fill you all in then. Um, I also wanted to mention I, did I say this at the very beginning of the show? Big thanks again to. To Mark for uh, M5 last week for covering that uh, classic movie, Soylent Green. Just a great movie. Great job by Mark again. So thanks so much for that. So uh, I think that's uh, just about all I have to say for this week on Treks and Sci-Fi, folks. I hope you enjoyed this look at the DS9 episode and the other things I talked about at the beginning of the show. Again, uh, please visit patreon.com forward slash Treks in Sci-Fi to donate to the show. 
couple of dollars a month go a long way. I've got phase two to work on the upper part of my control panel to do here soon. So uh, all your donations so far from the people who have been are very much appreciated and help support the podcast in so many ways. Again, thanks so much, uh, guys and ladies. And I'll talk to you again very soon after I get back from China in a couple of weeks here on Treks in Sci-Fi. Bye-bye.